Traditions are sacred in the South. The Masters, SEC football, and fried chicken anytime. Now, add one more. Pull up a chair, fix your glass, and get ready for some good old-fashioned Southern charm. Welcome to Success in Sweet Tea, a podcast dedicated to your success in business, lifestyle, and relationships, all with a shot of Southern magic. And now, coming to you from deep in the heart of the Southland, get ready for an engaging conversation with your new favorite Southern couple, Doug and Vicki Miles. Hello and welcome back to Success and Sweet Tea. This is episode two of three of Doug and Vicki's interview with Faulkner University President Mitch Henry. If you've not had a chance to listen or watch part one of their interview, please take time to do so. In this part, President Henry will discuss how Faulkner is impacting education, health care, economics, and access to justice in the region that Faulkner is located in Alabama as well as nationwide. Mitch. Uh, I want to talk to you for a minute about uh, the university today, about what uh, is happening here in, right here in Alabama and Montgomery, and how it's affecting not only our our state but our nation and the world. What what is Faulkner doing right now today to prepare these kids that are coming here that parents have entrusted to you to prepare them for a good life, a successful life? a life that uh, will be full and running over with with things that we've been talking about today. Well, I'm going to start to answer that question by asking you both a question. All right, you've lived in the South mm-hmm. all your life. As a region, what are some of the things that the South consistently ranks near the bottom compared to other states? Well, education yeah, is one of them. Education. education. Yes. Another is health care. Yes. Another is economic success. Absolutely. And another is access to justice, criminal justice, mm-hmm. access to justice. Faulkner is impacting this country and this region in all four of those areas. Let's talk about it. Yes. yes. Education. Uh, we just hired, the first person I hired at this university was a young lady named uh, Dr. Sandy Ledwell. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is our new College of Education Dean. Uh, Sandy Ledwell ran the STEM program, mm-hmm. it was, it was Science, Technology, Engineering, Ma- Math, yeah. for the state of Alabama. And um, I hope that the state folks will forgive me, but we lured her away. <laughs> and she is a good one. Yes. Uh, I'm, she is, and, and all of our faculty in our, our College of Education are preparing young people to be ready for the classroom. Um, Our um, college participants, our students, are getting in the classroom during their junior year. Uh, We've got a new superintendent of education here in Montgomery, got him on our campus very quickly, connected him with Sandy. He wants to bring our students into Mm -hmm. the classroom their sophomore year. So we're having uh, student teaching internships happening very early on. One thing that you may have noticed, whether it's in a rural setting where children are underserved or in an urban setting, an inner city type school, we have children graduating from our, our colleges and universities 
who are knowledgeable about teaching but not prepared to teach these underserved children. Well, there's so many people that that what you just described, that person scares uh, others uh, that would love to be a teacher because they don't know how to react to them. They're they're kind of they're nervous around them. Yes. They can't be themselves. They yes. can't function like they normally would. And so rather than them having a good relationship and, and teaching that individual, they first have to figure out how am I going to deal with this mm-hmm. individual? You know, that's so true. That's so true, Doug. And, and the way that we're helping prepare our students at our college of education is to give them the knowledge that they need to have some expectations before they get to the classroom. So we're, we're looking at urban education. We're looking at uh, those rural underserved students and preparing our uh, students who are going to become teachers on how to meet those specific needs. Uh, you know, it's, it's difficult to teach a child in the inner city who uh, may not be getting all the meals they need to get Absolutely. At, at home. Yes. Uh, there's some ways that you can, can help if you're prepared. The other thing is we're getting our teachers in the classroom, in those school environments, so that they can experience it. You know, the, the worst thing that could possibly happen to a teacher or to a school is for a, a new teacher to come out of college, equipped and certified, go to an inner city or an underserved classroom rurally, have a terrible experience, and then walk away. Right. That's they don't, right. They don't know There's how to been react. so much right. investment there. So, Dr. Ledwell, and the university, we're interested in in serving in that way. Another way in education, we've uh, uh, we're looking for and making sure that we help equip teachers for continuing education mm-hmm. and for advanced degrees. You know, we offer master's degrees to mm-hmm. teachers that are in the school system, and they can concentrate in different areas. Have a special certification, for instance, related to uh, dyslexia. Wow! And for uh, that it's important for us because we have uh, a, a keen interest in serving children who are disabled and who are uh, diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have built out, and we'll talk about healthcare in a little bit, but yes. we've built out a college of, of health science that has an operating clinic within it that has a subclinic for autistic children as well. And so uh, we are building those connections between our College of Education and the the children that come on our campus to receive speech therapy or occupational mm-hmm. therapy or physical therapy in those programs. But you keep saying a word that keeps mm-hmm. coming, resonating with me. You're, you teach your, your students, your teachers to serve, to yes. serve. You're always going back to their hearts. Mm-hmm. You're shaping their hearts, not just their minds. That's so and true. And that's what, that's what makes a student many times that graduates from Faulkner mm-hmm. different than another student in another school. You know, you're sweet to say that, and, and you know, it's true. I'm just seeing it. <laughs> I just know it. It's true. Our, um, uh, we get such good feedback. I, I've got friends and neighbors in this community who have uh, come to me just within the last six months and said, uh, they'll give a name of a student, one of our education majors, and say uh, their student teaching in our elementary school 
and they are unbelievable. If we can possibly hire uh, this young person, we want to do that. And it's because we, our students do truly care and, and, and do want to serve. And yeah, it makes you our, feel good. Oh, it, it does. It really does. And our faculty in the College of Education, they, they care. Uh, one of our goals is to explore building out an urban and rural education institute. Mm -hmm. And that is a, a, a medium range goal for us. And uh, we're serious about it. Yes. And uh, having Dr. Ledwell here is uh, one of the first components of us building, mm -hmm. building that out. Mm -hmm. So that's education. Um, let's talk about healthcare. Let's do. Healthcare, um, our um, uh, school has spent uh, uh, $16 million uh, so far uh, building a college Well, of they say sciences. where you put your money is where you have your heart, so go right we, ahead. Yeah. We've got wonderful, uh, wonderful folks who are donors and supporters of this university. Mm -hmm. uh, my predecessor, uh, Dr. Mike Williams and mm -hmm. his wife uh, were wonderful advocates for bringing a College of Health Sciences here on our campus, so it's brand new. If you've come to our campus on the Atlanta Highway, if you're familiar with this area of, mm -hmm. of Montgomery, there's a shopping center next door across, some people will call it a ditch, but I call it a water feature yes. uh, between yeah. us and, and the shopping center How area. How southern of you. <laughs> you know, so the southerners don't call things uh, exactly <laughs> what they no, are. we do not. We like to be indirect. And, yes. And uh, so our, across don't our water the ditch. Right. <laughs> across our water feature, where the Burlington Coat Factory mm -hmm. used to be, um, that was the old TGNY shopping center years, it, years ago. ago. Yes, sir. And so uh, we have uh, built that out. We've got a little bit more construction to do on it, but it is it is operating. And mm -hmm. so uh, we have uh, a PA school, physician's assistant. Right. Uh, you get um, a physician's assistant degree. Uh, it's a very much sought after degree. Mm, yes, it is. Uh, amongst uh, surveys that I've seen uh, where healthcare folks rank their job satisfaction, PA consistently ranks number one or number two. Mm. I'm not surprised. It's, it's above most physicians, it's above nursing. So wonderful school, very, very challenging to get in. If mm -hmm. you wanna get there, uh, you need to do well in school. We give preference to our undergraduate students that study health science mm -hmm. here at Faulkner mm -hmm. to get into the school. But last year, I think we had 300 applicants for 50 slots. Mm -hmm. Wow. Real pleased to report, um, I think our passage rate this year on the certification test is almost 88%, mm -hmm. I think 87.5, somewhere mm -hmm. in there, percent. So we're doing a great job right. at, uh, teaching our students. Uh, we just, uh, that was our first cohort of students mm -hmm. that took that exam. That was the number one cohort group? Very first cohort. 87, 87 plus percent. That's wonderful. Yes. That what a success. Wonderful. So we're, we're thrilled about that. And um, we, we've got, in addition to that, we have speech and language uh, therapy. Mm -hmm. And um, we have both a fully accredited um, speech and language traditional program, and we have an online speech and therapy program. Okay. There. We, through that program, have offered free clinical visits for disabled children and adults mm -hmm. and those who, who aren't, but speech screenings, um, hearing testing, uh, we have done that for 20,000 plus 
20,000 kids. Now that's yes. a service. Yes. <laughs> For free. Yes. For free. Now all that started before I got here, but I mm -hmm. want you to know I'm committed President's University to make sure that we keep offering that free service. Mm -hmm. and I'm also committed that we expand it mm -hmm. to our other clinical offerings, and that is physical therapy and occupational therapy. Just last week, uh, and this is the first time I've, I've shared this publicly, just last week we received approval from the state Certificate of Need Board to operate our clinic not just for speech therapy, but for physical therapy and occupational therapy. Congratulations. Yes. So we're so thrilled about you that. Should Another be. success. <laughs> yes. So in the fall. Get that T out. <laughs> yes. In the fall, we will be um, offering clinical services for physical therapy and occupational therapy. That is particularly helpful in the subclinic that we have there for autism. Most children that are diagnosed with autism uh, have a need for speech therapy sometimes their language delayed. Mm -hmm. They also have a need for physical therapy right? and occupational therapy. And we serve not only children, but autistic adults and disabled mm -hmm. adults. And there is a clinical uh, program related to uh, occupational therapy where we're teaching them how to live on your own or to live with right. the roommate. We've got right. a fully equipped uh, laboratory with uh, beds and stoves and refrigerators and and all the things that they would need to uh, learn and to get more skilled in in their uh, occupation or their daily living activities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So children that need those services will not have to go get their physical therapy over here and their occupational therapy right. over here and speech therapy here. We can set it up all mm -hmm in the same clinic. Comprehensive health care. Absolutely. And, Comprehensive and, and collaborative. Yes, and, and collaborative. And you have a, a, an apartment, I expect, or a place for them to learn to how to, how to live. Absolutely. For those older, yeah. older disabled adults. And, you know, we, we have um, folks that, that come to us who have suffered a stroke and they need speech therapy. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, they need help with physical therapy, occupational therapy. So not just disabled children who are autistic or who have other disabilities. Uh, this helps all of our patients with comprehensive and collaborative care. Right. We've even set the building up there, and, and I need to give you guys a tour sometime. Yes. Set the building up so that our uh, professors, we don't have a section for um, our speech therapy faculty. And over here, the occupational therapy mm -hmm. faculty. They're all mixed up. You'll have speech therapy, occupational therapy, physician's assistant, physical therapy, all a lot. So they see one another. So it's truly collaborative. It is truly collaborative uh, with one another. And that has been our focus. And it is already reaping wonderful rewards mm -hmm. and great success. Yes. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I, my predecessors are our Dean of the College of Health Sciences is Leah Fullman. She and her team have done a wonderful job uh, helping set up our, our college there. And we're impacting healthcare in this mm -hmm. region. Uh, we've got wonderful partnerships with our local hospitals. I met with Russ Tyner at Baptist uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Jackson Hospital, other uh, East Alabama Hospital mm -hmm. in in uh, Opelika, we have a lot of students being placed for clinical visits there. Doctors and physicians in this area have 
welcomed us with open arms. Yes. Uh, they're helping train these students by allowing them to work in their uh, in their clinics as well and clinical programs. So it's it's wonderful what impact we're having on yes. healthcare here. Uh, in this region. You really are directly influencing that and just the very fact that you have been granted uh, entrees into those mm -hmm. types of facilities speaks so well of your program. Well it's a blessing. We've got some of the best folks in the world and yes. the nice thing about it is they truly believe and practice and mentor their students to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean Jesus was the greatest greatest physician that there ever was absolutely and so they integrate faith into mm -hmm. uh, their program whether the mm -hmm. students are are Christians or, mm -hmm. or not they get the benefit of seeing how that that spiritual component can be a part of the healing process Thank you for joining us for part two of Mitch Henry's interview with Doug and Vicki. Please join us in one week for part three as President Henry tells us more about Faulkner University's programs, including their new eSports team and scholarships, the law school, business, and more. As always, you can find Success in Sweet Tea at any time on our YouTube channel, Success in Sweet Tea, as well as our Facebook page. And of course, all podcast channels you can find us. Just look up Success in Sweet Tea. See you in one week.